Hello, it's Fatih, and this is Pizuk Integration Podcast. We are at the third episode, and I'm going to review community and updates for February 2021. First blog post is about the benefits of SAP Open Connectors and how it enables more visibility into connections to external systems and which APIs are used. Second blog post is by Vadim Klimov and it's about browsing directories and accessing the files in CPI runtime node. So you are actually accessing the files in the operating system that runs CPI. There was another blog post about it as with every blog post Vadim wrote. This post is very detailed and contains good examples. So if you ever wonder how can you access native file system, you should check this blog post. But it's for only educational purposes. You shouldn't use it in production. Third blog post is by Aditya and it's about using dynamic PGP user IDs in PGP encryption. Basically, there's a camel header for setting user IDs and you should use it. Now, the fourth blog post is by me and it just explains the new features in Groovy IDE. You can now use third-party jar files in your scripts just like you can do inside the flow when you add it as a resource. You should use the desktop version for it and you can just download the jar in a folder and then you just need to include it as a comment and the same script will work in Groovy ID and in CPI. The other features were released before so you can specify script functions, you can see MPL log files and you can resize the panes. Number five. Example of performance tuning and iFlow on SAP CPI. So I really like these types of blocks where you change the logic inside or outside the flow and you increase the performance. Here the key solution was to use a CDS view and that reduced the time for processing from one hour 39 minutes to just 5 minutes. Sometimes solution is inside flow, sometimes it's outside, sometimes it's a combination of both. Number 6. Manage your integration flows via the SAP Cloud Integration or Data APIs. Here Antonio demonstrates a real-world use case with all data APIs and he is using Python to modify the flows. This is a really good example why providing APIs is useful and I have been waiting for these APIs from the days of SAP process integration. Number seven, AWS adapters for SAP cloud integration. This blog post gives examples of using new SAP provided adapters. Number eight, integrating AWS DynamoDB with SAP CPI. Now, in this blog post, a different approach is followed. The requests are prepared in Groovy script 
and sent to AWS via standard adapter. Last time I've used standard HTTP adapter for cloud connections. I encountered an issue with the chunk mode. It's possible that it's resolved. So you can use standard HTTP APIs for a lot of cloud services. I will also include a link to the chunk mode question. Number nine is a very interesting blog post from Present. It's about daylight savings in SAP cloud integration. It explains how cloud integration works with regards to daylight savings. And there's a nice groovy script that reports available time zones in the tenant. I should probably include these two groovy examples. Number 10 is about SAP Integration Suite's evolution in recent times. It's interesting if you want to read a high-level overview of recent changes. Number 11 is trial account setup for SAP Integration Suite. There are also tutorials for trial account setup, but more examples are always useful. Number 12, Sripresat explains how can you connect to success factors with OAuth authentication. It's very detailed and nicely explained. Number 13, Kartkean explains consuming GraphQL API hosted on AWS AppSync from SAP CPI. Number 14, now we come to EIP in CPI blog posts by Balchandra. The first one is Smart Proxy. Let me try to explain briefly. This is an asynchronous scenario. Sender wants to tell the receiver which channel it wants the response back in. There's a proxy in between. Smart Proxy tells receiver to send response to a single channel instead. But then when it gets the response, Smart Proxy itself sends the response to the channel specified by sender. Now you have more questions and you should read the post. The second pattern is test message and it's provided by CPI as simulation mode. The third pattern is channel purger. And if you are using GMS for asynchronous messages, it's also provided by CPI. You can just go into operations view and remove specific messages. In other community news, I've included the community page link and the webinar for February updates. The topics of the webinar was developer portal is renamed to API Business Hub Enterprise and you can use single API Business Hub for multiple API portals and improvements for low-code API development, tighter integration between API management and cloud integration tenant, and new standard adapters like AWS, Salesforce, Sugar CRM, Microsoft Dynamics CRM. This was all for February. Thanks for listening and see you in the next episode.